This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. It is Friday. We are late. I'm very sorry about that for those of you who are listening in Mixler. A uh, bit of tech issues. Occasionally they happen, but we're all good to go. So, uh, without uh, you know any more farting around, uh, good evening. Uh, this is the last, uh, the last preview show of the season, of course, because there's only one more match to play which is the match against Watford on Sunday. And we will be getting to all of that in part two. There's no opposition view this week because I've been too busy. So sorry about that. Um, Although I could reveal something in a minute if I'm feeling a bit naughty, which of course I am because it's Friday. But anyway, I'll save that for the minute. Uh, Before all of that, Mr. Jonathan Kidd is in the house. Hello, how lovely to be here, just as I've taken a mouthful of tuna. You know know the rules, JK. You know know the radio rules. rules, yeah. I timed it badly, but I've eaten nothing all day, so I was felt I ought to try and cram it all in. Considering I got here at, at five to seven, I think I've done quite well to be honest. You on. have, you have, Thank and you. Uh, um, I loved your fan bite last night as always. But uh, before we get into all of that, who have we got on the show tonight? Uh, I don't know. I can't see them. Oh, oh yes, you, I can. Yeah. <laughs> you have me going for a minute. <laughs> I can't actually, but um, 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 wit, raconteur, um, dry wit, um. Uh, great political knowledge, um, very terrific tweets. You should follow him, anyone who doesn't. It is, of course, Martin Wickham. Me again, another late substitution. So everyone mixed it going, oh, no, not him again. I do apologise. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I believe there was a house move involved. Yeah, you shouldn't apologise. You should be, you, we should be, A, apologising to you, and we should also be saying, actually, we're delighted, for, delighted to have you on again, Martin. Cause absolutely. You, Thank you, you for fitting yeah. in. Yeah, and your, that's percussive, hard. your percussive wit is always a delight. I was able to time myself on how quickly to get back from Lords to yeah, my flat. So yeah, inside you know. an hour is pretty good. Yeah, well, we really appreciate it, and actually, it's always lovely having you on because you're so bloody good. So, as for Mister Mears, he's in my he's in my black book for this second time. But no, I love him really. Um, and I've got to be nice to him because he's doing our season end of season review 
all the stats and stuff. So, Dean, you're lovely. We love you, man. We love you. And I, I completely, you, underst- you, completely understand that you had a house move, which is more important than being on this show. So love there you, you go. Love you, mate. Love you, Dean. Who else have we got on, Mr. JK? Well, it, like a bad penny, he re- reappears <laughs> every few days. He can't get himself away from it. He just hangs around, doesn't he? He hangs around your house in Winchester saying, please, please, can I come on the show? Please, please, please. As if I could but... afford to live in Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. No, 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 that's, none of that's true at all. He is, of course, the excellent football.london, yeah. excellent journalist. Mr. Adam Newsom. Yeah, brilliant, Adam. It's always good to see you, mate. Um, and, of course, JK's totally wrong on one point, uh, because I don't think we've seen you for a couple of weeks. You've had a double dose of Liam, haven't we, the last couple of weeks? No, yeah, it's probably, so, yeah, it has been important, hasn't it? Yeah, so, so there you go. So there you go. Um, right, well, good to see you all, as always. Good to see loads of people in Mixler, too. Let's kick off with a little uh, review of the uh, Leicester game. Um it was, all, it was good to see everybody, by the way, in the pub. And actually, I have to, I have to say, it was a really good turn. We were so core in the pub. We, we had about nearly everybody who's on the fan cast there, apart from Marco and J.K. I think. And Mark, and because me. he was in and Munich, yeah. because he was, he was in Munich marking the tenth anniversary of the Champions League victory. Yes. Mark, and Mark. He, he snuck a Didier Drogba top into the um, Bayern dressing room and sat where Robert Lewandowski is supposed yeah, supposedly yeah. in that dressing room and posed there. He did. All I say is thank, thank God that um, it was Mario Gomez and not Robert Lewandowski on that particular right. night. Quite. And uh, I think I think today he's visited the Augustiner beer keller as well, which is great. Uh, JK? Did they pre-book to get in there or did they sneak in in no true idea. Great Escape? Um, we'll find um, out we'll find out when he's on we next. will find out will, it's um, very impressive impressive yeah, yeah. he made a very good decision he did it? and uh so there you go so mark was in uh in munich uh but i'll tell you who we saw in the cock last night and the, it was the lovely alex churchill who never comes in it was so nice to see her we need to see her in there more often we think so there uh, you go and one and one of her um historian mates was yeah. there as well and she was good good laugh too i think she's um from west bromwich so. yes she is but we didn't hold it against her. But there you go. Absolutely. So it was a good turnout before. I ended up sitting next to a lovely chap uh, who I'd insisted on calling Alex for the entire first half until he very politely turned around to me and said, Chidge, my name's Paul. Yes. I said, well, yeah, I, I've got dementia. I said, Alex. <laughs> you know, that's, it's a good, that's a good excuse. I always say like that. that. I always say yeah. that. Yeah. I don't, I've I got it. a terrible habit of doing this, actually. But, I mean, I know, I know Paul. You know, I've met him loads of times. I, I quite often bump into him at Killing Joke gigs and he's lovely and he often i don't know how he he did tell me but he, he often ends up with a seat next to me which is great so it was lovely to see him and paul i apologize for being a dickhead and calling you a wrong name uh, and then i sat next to tony glover in the second half because he had a free seat so it was all in all it was brilliant apart from of course the football which as i said to tony uh that match last night was really a microcosm of the season uh, i sent you all uh, a, a new version of the thomas tuchel song which sums it up i think uh, we've got Super Tommy Tuchel. He's not got anything he needs. Shambolic at the back, toothless in attack. Chelsea's not going to win the Premier League with this lot anyway. Um, JK, it was same old, same old, wasn't it? I mean, it was a microcosm of the season across so many areas, really, including Alonso being rubbish in defence and watching as Madison ran past him and then scoring an absolutely brilliant goal. I mean, brilliant. we yeah. should have just played the Leicester game and not worried about the rest of the season, I think. Yeah, yeah, but then we wouldn't have been happy though, would we, Chich? Just with one game, because we wouldn't, because we'd have been saying, "What's the rest of the season going to be like?" Yeah, true so, enough. So uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was sort of dismal, and at the same time, um, 
slightly typical of what you'd expect with only two games to go and only a point needed for Champions League um, uh, qualification. Um, but the 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 fact that I think they had one, <laughs> one, one shot and scored in the whole of the 90 minutes just sort of shows you what what depths we've plumbed in this situation. And, um, uh, you know... We had 20, the, 20 it, goal attempts. Oh, 20 goal attempts. Seven, seven on target. Yeah. You know. But it, it's... Um, let's hope we never see this again. Let's hope there's always this. We can aspire to that, can't we, with... Uh, when the if there is going to be a a change round in personnel, but I fear, and we're going to get onto this later, but I fear um, we'll see very but very very familiar names on the team sheet next year as well. Mm. Um, but um, so it'll be a question of trying to make them play differently. I, but I, I I see it solvable, um, soluble by having. Uh, um, uh, a different striker, and uh, he's got to obviously shore the defence up. But we'll we'll get onto that, won't we, Chidge? Well, yes, I, do you was, know what? I'm, it was dismal, you know. I'm going to yeah. get onto it now because I, I quite. I mean, okay. you know, you know, in in the running order, I always split the review and the presser. But the more we do this, the more I realise how they how they interconnect. So, Adam, that was a question that was kind of fired at Tuchel today, wasn't it? In in a sense, it was, you know, why why is the home form? Why has it been so poor? And we know, because we've been talking about it on the show with you and pretty much every show we've done, um, saying that Chelsea have had this problem for a long time about, you know, how do they how do they break down teams who park the bus, effectively, or sit with 10 men behind the ball? And, of course, we got away with it for years because we had Hazard, who could create something out of nothing. But when we don't have somebody like Hazard, this is what you get. But Tuchel broadened that out, I thought, you know, he started talking about injuries and things. He seems to be on top of it, or does he? I think he is. And I think the fact that Chelsea plays so much through their wing-backs is evident when you lose Reese James and then Ben Chilwell, obviously. You lose what essentially makes his team dynamic and, and very good. Um, you know, it's no coincidence that the last game Chilwell played was the best performance, I think, yeah. of Chelsea's season against Juventus when they absolutely battered them for 90 minutes and uh, and won 4 0. It's a problem with the attackers. We know that A, they're not clinical enough. Christian Pulisic's miss last night was oh, inexplicable, God, really. Yes. Um, I mean, that was harder to miss than it was to score. Yeah, I mean, it, Adam, yes. Adam, Adam, if yeah. any one of us four were in that position, all we had to do was to stick our foot out and it would have gone in. I don't know what he was thinking. You know, trying yeah, to like, he, gu- I mean, what was that about? It. I think he was just trying to sweep it into the far corner and, and ding it enough on it. Um, so, yeah, obviously, yeah, we know the, the attackers aren't clinical enough. You know, they, we don't have uh, a hazard type figure who is going to take out maybe two or three opponents in one run, um, which is a shame because I did think Pulisic looked like that early on into his Chelsea career, but hasn't uh, done that as much this season. Whether or not that's sort of a legacy issue of his, his hamstring injury he had uh, a couple of years back in the FA Cup final, I'm not sure. Um, and what Chelsea probably do miss is a Cesc Fabregas yeah, definitely. Um, in that midfield because. We know that Jorginho uh, and Kante, they have a lot of big, big qualities and, and absolutely fantastic qualities when they're both at their best. But 
neither of them have that little pass to unlock a defence that Fabregas <laughs> would have, um, which when you're playing in that double six is is probably vital. And yeah, you look at uh, you look at where Chelsea want to improve this this summer or try and bring in players. Midfield is one. Um, obviously, wing back is going to be another issue. Uh, Marcus Alonso seemingly wants to head off to Barcelona and as P has a decision to make probably as well as to whether he he does the same um personally I mean yes I think you, it's probably the right time for both um even though I think as P staying wouldn't be the worst thing with the takeover um and you've got that it's it's you know this we we spoke about it probably I don't know January February about how important this summer was going to be for Chelsea um and this was prior to takeover and everything because this squad does need what Tuchel called the other day a rebuild. Um, you already mentioned six players there. There were six players yeah. good for that in that instance. It was very telling that Tuchel used the term. It's not. Uh, I think it was along the lines of "We're not improving the squad this summer. We're rebuilding it." Yeah, yeah. And that right. was probably the most um, poignant statement he could have made. And there are going to be changes this summer. Of course, it will come down partly to how much uh, the new ownership is willing to spend, um, how much the club can bring in. Um, but it's 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 an exciting time in it, in that sense as well because I do feel there will be some changes uh, to this squad over the summer and hopefully Chelsea can avoid big big injuries next season to, to keep well, players as well. There'll be a reduced wage bill, obviously, because of the players going out. So it's just a question of calculating everything accordingly. But um, uh, it, it's more than six players to me if they want to rebuild in the proper way. With the defenders, he's got, you know, Christensen's off, which way things that we've, we've been hearing is possibly not a bad thing. Um, Rudiger is, um, according to that wonderful article that uh, that he wrote, um, uh, things stalled between August and January, and he couldn't then, obviously, January and August, and he, he felt a little bit unloved, is the impression I get. But but having said that, though, the, the signing on the fee he was offered was, was out of this world, so I think he was happy to embrace that. But... Um, um, I, I trust Tuchel to get the players in that he wants. Is the question of of uh, whether the the new owners, as you say, say sorry, we we can't go that far, and you'll have to deal with what you've got at the moment. I, do you know what? And, and I, I mean, look, here's the thing. We said this on Monday, didn't we, J.K.? But Martin, um, we all know that you could ship out a good probably ten players from oh. this entire squad. And we also know that you cannot do that in one window. And I think that's what Tuchel is basically saying. But the, the corollary of that is that I don't think we need to freak out about that. Because actually, even though we can all tell... I mean, you know, let's look at the strikers for a, for a minute. And I know we're incredibly supportive, usually. But I think the, the, you know, I think the stats are beginning to not lie. They are not good enough at putting the ball in the net. You know? And if they're not good enough, then we're not going to win a title with these kind of players, right? So, you know, it's going to take time. And I think I think that's what Tuchel's saying. And, of course, that means that they're going to have to have a plan. And if you remember, it took Klopp a long time to get it right. It took Guardiola a long time to get it right, to actually build the team he wants. But, yeah. but yet, without, with, even with all of that miasma of shit we've had to put up with in terms of strikers, you don't even know where the goal is. We've got we've won two trophies in the in the Super Cup and the World Club uh, Cup Club Cup. We've been in two the two domestic finals where we lo- lost on a Nats cock, and we finished third. And that's even before we begin to talk about everything else that's gone on, like the injuries and COVID and the sanctions. So, if we're only bringing in three or four players 
you know, in the next few transfer windows, I think we'll be okay, Martin. Well, the new owners coming in reportedly are a bit more stats and data driven than we've been accustomed to in the past. And there's been talk of them wanting to utilize the um, youth system a little bit more rather than selling for profit, um, which is arguably knackered us with the departures of Tamori and Gwehi in successive windows. Um, and yeah, everything you've described this season, we've had, I mean, I'm personally the COVID situation where we couldn't get a cancellation and other teams seemingly sneezed and their games got cancelled, I think was absolutely disgraceful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it possibly, you know, put players and officials at risk and we couldn't get a game cancelled. I, I, I'd love to hear how that one was planned out. I'm not going to speculate on what was going on with some of those lateral flow tests, but something stunk then and it stinks now. Um, but back to that, I think it's going to be a combination of some signings to um, boost the positions we'll be arguably we need to strengthen straight away. So defence, probably midfield. I wouldn't give up on the attack just yet. I think they've been restricted in some ways by the way we're playing. Mm. I mean, Lukaku doesn't play with his back to goal. He's done. He's had a good go at it, but it's not his strength. He said that himself. So let's try and play to his strengths. But he can meet us halfway by learning how to fucking run a little bit. That's another matter. And jump. Um, well, run, you know, he said, it appears reportedly said he plays best off the shoulder of the defender. Well, sprinting speed doesn't doesn't say that to me. And, um, you know, I'm prepared to give him a chance, but we shall see. I mean, we've got to, we have got to recondition ourselves. We've got to unlearn a lot of things about the way the club's been run the last 19 years. Yeah. And I it's think gonna be, it's going to be very difficult to do that in a summer but we need to start now. So just because things happened a certain way under Roman with Marina, with Bruce Buck et al, doesn't mean that it's going to run the same way now. There may be a more considered approach on player purchases, on who goes out, who comes in, who gets brought up. Because I think, um, I would imagine, um, maybe I'm being naive here, but a, a guy who owns a baseball franchise will be well accustomed to a farm system and using it effectively. So... Let's see how that goes. Hmm. Uh, Adam, you know, Tuchel, I mean, this this came up in the press, didn't it? You know, I mean, I think that, you know, two sides of the coin, really. You know, they asked him if it was a challenging season. We, we've talked about the home form and the finishing. There have been injuries. And on the other hand, you've got, you know, how do we, how do we close the gap uh, between Liverpool and City? Uh, I mean, as I've worked out, if we, if we beat Watford on, on Sunday, then we'll finish on 74 points uh, and uh, we'll still be 19 points behind City and 18 points behind Liverpool presuming they win their games Um, and funnily enough last season when we finished fourth with 67 points guess how many points we finished behind City oh that would be 19 points and you and I spoke about this the other week how do we measure progress but you know we're talking you know splitting hairs really we're still a long way behind both teams how does he close that gap what did he have to say in the presser I mean, he didn't particularly say anything on that because he's spoken about it a lot and I don't think there's anything new for him to say. He's referenced injuries a lot, really does believe they've been key to, to Chelsea's season in terms of falling off um, from the league. So, yeah, that's always an element of luck. But 
you know, personally, it does come back to what we've just been talking about in terms of, of the transfer window and and making sure this Chelsea squad is built with players of similar profiles in the similar positions so that you don't have a massive drop-off when there is an injury. Um, you know, I, you, Liverpool probably have been the, the sort of standout in this respect of, of squad building and, um, and that's seemingly what route Chelsea's next sort of ownership wants to go down. So, yes, it's not going to probably all happen in a summer um, and Chelsea may not be where they would, you know, or where a lot of fans would ideally like them to be next season in terms of right up there competing for a whole season. Who knows? They might do if, if there's no, you know, there's no big injuries. But, um, but as, uh, as Martin said, I think Bowley's a smart guy. He'll probably look at the loan system. There's good players in that system. Conor Gallagher being one. There's other players who I personally feel can very much come into this squad, not necessarily play week in, week out, but provide a good level of cover, good legs in, in wing-back areas that, that Chelsea Navy don't have when Chilwell and, and James aren't there. So I'm still optimistic going into next season. I think it will be probably a season of, I don't want to say transition, but of putting in another building block um, to get to where to where Chelsea want to be again. And you mentioned it, you know, earlier on, Chidge. It took Klopp a little while to build a team that he felt was his and played his football and had players that he felt could do what he wanted them to do. Guardiola had a season at City where it didn't go well and then they spent an absolute load of money and then it did go well. Um, I'm not sure Chelsea will spend an absolute load of money, but I think there will be money there. And then it's how, how smart Chelsea are with it. And historically, they've not always been that smart with their money um but hopefully things will change uh going forward yeah definitely and i mean i would say i think it will be a transition and it'll be like a transition with a head start which is not a bad place to be martin i know you you had your hand up a minute it ago. was just a question really have any names been mentioned with regards to analytics and recruitment bringing people in that have you know made the difference of liverpool uh is it Paul Mitchell, who's at... That's the guy I'm thinking of, yeah. ...was mentioned. Uh, I've not heard any more on that since those rumours came out. Um, the interesting one is obviously that Michael Edwards is leaving Liverpool this summer. And uh, he's very much seen as sort of the, the guy who's head up their analytics and has transformed the club. Now, I would be amazed if there's no sort of non-compete in that if he's walking away. Uh, you imagine there was, but... But yeah, that's just a, that's an interesting one to keep an eye on just because he would seem like a very logical fit. Um, I mean, people, people thought that of the bloke who left Leicester, Steve Walsh, and he didn't work out at Everton. So exactly. it's not always, not always the person. But um, yeah, mm, interesting. JK, um, here's a question for you. Stuart Atwell was awful. Awful. He was, um, he was trying to appease both sets of players, I felt. Um, well, you did a bloody uh, bad job of it, seeing as he booked four of ours and only one of them. Yes, that's true. That's true. I thought um, uh, Rudiger was lucky not to be sent off. So there was that positive. He seemed to be... Um, I, I thought a couple of occasions he was out of his depth, actually. He didn't really know what to do. But similarly, he was never working with the linesman again. You have the situation where the linesman don't do anything, which appears to be the, the norm at the moment in the Premier League. Um, other than... Um, Michael Oliver's linesmen seem to have personality and, and flag um, specifically. But um, 
I keep going on about this. This is the, the tendency. They defer to the ref and consequently the ref is, if ref doesn't see it, he's all at sea. He makes a decision that is the incorrect because he hasn't seen it. And he would, he hopes the linesman will, well, you know, he's told the linesman not to pay any attention or um, they're not up to it or they're scared or they haven't seen it either. So um, you are hugely reliant in those instances on the fourth official being involved but he doesn't seem to uh, apply his skills either it's a it's a completely disjointed dysfunctional setup the whole the whole premier league refereeing um sounds uh, like what you're saying is that michael oliver is the only one of them that works collaboratively and the rest are just like calling you know, off sides and fuck all else and that's all they say to them. well to be fair to linesman as well that, that's the that's the problem they've got is they're they're having to um they're so under pressure for trying to get that that offside decision right that they're uh, they're not really engaged in any, any other part of the game. So surely, not be... surely VAR should take less pre- should take yeah. a little bit of pressure off because of they have a fallback should. if they cock it up. Yeah, yeah but it's it's it's, it's, it's just so it, wrong, isn't it? The it's not happening. Thing. The whole the whole thing is just. But also the as I say, fourth official should be there to to look at the monitor if if, if yeah. and see something and make a decision that he's seen it or something or even the my big. The bane of my existence is this ridiculous, it's an on-field decision shit where you should be using VAR if the ball's not round the corner, not round the post for a corner and the referee gives a goal kick. And uh, and the linesman, the fourth official should be involved in that. It does make, the idea should be to get the, to, um, to get the law, get the decisions correct by the, the best application of the laws on the pitch. And it's not happening. Yeah. Um, but no, he, he was, he was pusillanimous, Chidge, there's yeah. a word for it. He I was, like um, it. He was squeaky. I was just going to say, just briefly going back, um, it'll uh, gone will be the days where suddenly we have a huge purchase, Shevchenko, possibly even Lukaku, who is not what the, the manager wants. I think there'll be a much bigger uh, involvement with the coach, the coaching staff, the management. There'll manager, be a plan, mate. And there'll more, be a plan. A more holistic a way, yeah. approach, I believe yeah. it's called. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's bloody yeah, so, hope so. Um just to uh, round up, well, uh, I'll, I'll round it up with that in a minute. Um, Adam, you know, look, well, we, we, you know, the, of course, in my usual confusion, I kept on saying to Tony, no, Tony, no, 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 we still need to win. We need to win to beat that. He said, no, chis, 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 chis. no, no, draws enough. We only need a point. No, no, we need a win. And he, had, he ended up having to show me on his phone to prove to me how wrong I was. I really am losing it in my old age. But uh, a draw was enough. We're now third. Spurs can't catch us unless they win about 33-0. But they are playing Norwich, so <laughs> anything is possible. Um, so uh, is there... I mean, the question I want to ask you, really, Adam, is is there a sense of relief amongst us? But also, more to the point, is there a sense of relief amongst Tuchel and the squad? Do you, Could you discern? Um, Probably a little bit. Um, just from a perspective of this has been a very arduous season and to have that top four place sewn up with a, well, essentially with two games to spare um, was, I'm sure, very much welcome. Meant yesterday's game didn't really mean that much in the grand scheme and Watford now means even less. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure there's an element of relief. Um, I'm sure there's an element of, players now wanting just to go on holiday having played 60 where are we two games so far 63 yeah. come sunday um especially as the i think they're only going to get about four four and four four weeks five weeks off potentially less for those in on international duty um so yeah i'm sure there's an element of players being happy that they've not had to spend another week sort of on it in the same way as they have previously 
maybe just switch off a little bit mentally. Yes, the performance last night wasn't brilliant as a result, but but yeah, um, you know, it is job done. I'm not. I don't know if it. it did you guys feel Chelsea were, were genuine entitled contenders this season? Well, I mean, I, up until November, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it was doable, but um, circumstances got in the way, injuries and everything else that from thereafter. But um, I think I did want to say, if you, if any players were looking forward to a break, I don't, I don't think it would have helped them if they're, you know, this is how much attention to the game, you know, I had. But, um, you know, you could see the advert advertising hoardings, advertising the pre-season friendlies in America in the middle of July. So you're like, I'm really looking forward to the rest. I'm really looking forward. And then you look at, oh, for fuck's sake. And probably, like you say, only get in a couple of weeks. If they're on international duty, they're playing into the middle of June. And then there's a World Cup in November. And I'd imagine the vast majority of them would ex- would hope to progress in that tournament. That takes a minute December, back in time for Boxing Day. Mm, Never ending, really, is it? No. JK? Um, does anybody know what advice the players will be given from a fitness point of view? Are they, are they, is it suggested to them in the, in the month they've got off that they do light training or are they told to rest completely? Anybody have a clue? Um, uh, stay uh, off the pies. Don't go to McDonald's. I don't know. Don't do what Tommy T reportedly does, binging on chocolate. <laughs> they'll, have, uh, they'll have sort of a regime set out for them uh, by the Chelsea Medical staff it won't be anything too intensive obviously but yeah the days of players disappearing for the summer and coming out, back every four, night four stone overweight yes. yeah that was Eden Hazard that's not too far that's no it's not, not. you're right you're right you're right Eden Eden was a wonderful anomaly in that respect he was and uh, I respected him for it but yes most <laughs> of the players will be doing some light work um just you know some cardio stuff I'm sure and, and making sure they don't return. I think I think it's July 2nd, that's what is meant to yeah. report. And they might actually be able to get something resembling a holiday with there being no yeah. or very few travel restrictions in place Let's hope so. at and the moment. Adam, you know, the one thing they all need to do is to take uh, a leaf out of N'Golo Kante's uh, book. And I, I thought, because he is the model professional, I thought it was wonderful uh, what um, Tuchel had to say about him to a degree and I mean I know the I know the question was kind of phrased I suppose quite I mean negatively may be the wrong word but it, I mean it was kind of phrased around where well should we let him go basically because he's he's, he's knackered and old and, and unfit and, and can't play too many games but actually Tuchel's riposte was I thought perfect and also to add to that lovely to see what Rudiger said about him as well in his uh, kind of farewell statement yeah I mean everyone loves N'Golo Kante and Tuchel fundamentally believes he is Chelsea's true elite level difference maker. Yeah. The problem is, as, as Tuchel pointed out, he's played 40% of the games this season. And for the last five months, the games he has played, he hasn't been at the level you would really want him to be at. Um, be that because he isn't fully fit, because he hasn't played three or four games on the bounce, he's got no rhythm. But he um, said he talked about rhythm, didn't he? It was the yeah, rhythm. Yeah. And I think... That is the fundamental problem that Chelsea have because Kante has a year left on his contract and would probably be start thinking at this point, he's 31, I think now. What's my next step, which will probably be the last big step in my career? Do I stay here for the rest of my career? Do I go somewhere else? And I don't know, it's a tricky one because he's Chelsea's highest earner uh, or was, I think, before Lukaku arrived. Um, 
and I'm not sure at this point I would give him a new contract just yet. Um, I probably would wait, see next season um, if he can come back to the level that you'd kind of expect from him, because otherwise you have a 32-year-old midfielder who's maybe not performing at the level you'd want for one of your top earners, and and then you know you don't want to commit to that salary again for two or three years when when maybe he's on the decline. So, so yeah, um, it will be an interesting sort of summer in terms of Kante, what Chelsea do, um, if they do just hang on to him and, and keep him for the year, um, if they do offer him a new contract. Um, but clearly Tuchel still thinks that the real N'Golo Kante is in there. Um, and hopefully maybe after a summer off, uh, he'll come back and, and be his very, very best. But uh, but yeah, his words were absolutely lovely. And um, and obviously Tuchel was very happy himself last night with his banner. Um, mm, he was, yes. He was very touched by that. Um, genuinely, and you've probably all seen the video now that Chelsea social channels put up, and it was very sweet, basically. Well, um, well, I, haven't, I haven't seen them, so tell me more. Um, basically, Arno Mickles pointed it out to him because Tuchel said he was looking at the Mount Banner, and uh, Arno Mickles just gave him a little word, and he turned and saw it. Um, it's on Chelsea's Twitter account. Um, it's genuine. He looks up, and just there's a very sweet smile mm. that breaks out across his face. Um, and look, Tuchel, Tuchel wasn't loved at um, Borussia Dortmund because. He followed Jurgen Klopp, who is uh, a very endearing character himself. Um, he wasn't loved. If, if you say so, Adam. Oh, Liverpool fans <laughs> like him. Um, Actually, for, for someone who manages that lock, I, that lot, I don't mind him either. I respect he, him, but I don't like he, him. He, he pre, he'd probably drive you mental on a night out horsing beer down, but <laughs> and, you know, be just ridiculously aggressive. But yeah, he seems to be able to. He seems. All right, but the one thing I would say about the banner is the guy behind me just took one look. Guys, it's a bit fucking 1930s Germany, that isn't it? <laughs> hey, hey, absolutely spot on there. Spot on. <laughs> I looked at it and thought, oh, it's slightly uh, Nazi. No, um, no, 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 just slightly. It is, no, I'm afraid. Don't it say is, that. it is, though. No, it is. I, 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 do you know what? I generally don't. I didn't see that. I generally didn't see that. I it, did see it, that. There was a, there was a little bit on the artwork and maybe the, yeah. the topography. I don't know yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, right, yeah. it was the German yeah. kind of. I can't remember what they call it, but the very the stark, font. gothic font, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also to, it's the it's the look on the. It's almost um, strength through joy. You know, a little oh, bit dear. element of. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, right, we, okay. we, we were talking but, about no, things like enough, that. Enough, but I have to say, it is completely brilliant, though. It is a brilliant tribute to him, and I absolutely love it. It really is superb. Whoever came up with that, fantastic, and he deserves it completely. And um, yeah, I think it, as you as you said, Adam, the look on his face was absolutely superb, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think Adam, one one thing it does do, having heard what you said that he wasn't loved at Borussia Dortmund, I'm not sure what the what the feeling for him was at Paris. I mean, no, they're I mean, French, so they'll be Paris, like Paris Saint Germain. I mean, come on, comme si, comme ça. The coaches are pretty disposable. Well, that's true. Um, I think, therefore, we we put out two massively important messages last night, which is how much we love Mason Mount, which he clearly was observing, yeah. and how much we another love him. Another brilliant one. Another brilliant. And how much we yeah. love him, which I think is just as important, because we need this man to stick around at this club. Because I think if we do, if he does, we will go places. I really do believe it. Um, anyway, last the last thing I wanted to mention um, is 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 really appalling and is making me question my my whether I should go on Sunday actually because um, I seem to share something with Ted Bo- Todd Bowley. Sadly, it's not three and a half billion quid 
if I, I, I wish it was uh maybe it's a dodgy haircut i don't know uh but it's certainly it's certainly this uh todd and i i mean because as you know i had a bit of an absence between uh december and, and and march since i've returned i have not seen chelsea win a game and since Todd Bowley's been here and at the games, I mean, I'm talking about games I've been to, to, to clarify. Todd Bowley has not seen Chelsea win in the games that he's been to. And just for the avoidance of doubt, I'm talking uh, uh, Brentford at home, uh, Real Madrid at home. Uh, I missed the Palace match because I had COVID, uh, the cup match. Uh, um, Arsenal, I think I might have, I'm not sure, I don't know. I might may have missed that because I still had yeah I still had COVID yeah I had COVID for that and the West Ham one. Um, what's the next home match? Yeah, Wolves. I was that one. We drew the cup final. We lost and last night we drew. So I don't know. Maybe I should stay away on Sunday. We'll have to discuss that later, won't we? Um, right. Yeah, Adam's shaking you. his head in in I don't know what no, actually. Come along, come along, come along. I can do a very quick opposition view for you if you want, because my brothers are opposite season ticket holder, so I have an idea of what's going well, on. Well, okay. Do you, I mean, do you want to stick around then? We love, love you to. But... I'll, I'll do a quick opposition view and then I'll, I'll duck. Well, we'll, yeah. well, I'll tell you what. We'll combine it in the uh, in our our, our uh, preview because we we talk about the opposition side then if you want. Jk. Yeah. Chid, come along on Sunday. It won't matter if they lose. Mate, um, I'm fucking going. Of course I am. I'm just merely putting it out there as a bit of humour. Oh, oh, it was amusing. Oh. I'm taking it very seriously. No, mate. No, mate. If, no. if nothing else, gonna... we, can, we can identify the next celebrity in the hospitality with Todd Bowley that Chidge doesn't recognise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Well, you know. I was going to give you a black spot. I was going to come into the cock and hand you a black spot and then leave. Was it Blind Pew? Yeah. You go, oh, black spot. No, I'd be given the black spot. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Right. Uh, not enough of black spots. We'll be back in a minute. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show with Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello. Also known as Blind Pew. Uh, and uh, Martin Wickham. Good evening. And I'm delighted to say we still have the wonderful Adam Newsom from Football.London with us. Thank you very much. Jim. There we go. He's not he's not nipped away early for his tea. Good man. Uh, yeah, well, there's no opposition view this week because basically I was too busy to go and track down a Watford fan. Uh, so it's just us to talk about the uh, Chelsea uh, and Watford game. But I can reveal, I was going to say, I said I was going to do this earlier, actually. It's kind of fallen right into my lap. Adam Adam is from the, those parts near Watford. So he kind of, it's his home patch. He kind of knows this. But you've got your brother is it your brother who's a season? Yeah, my brother's a season ticket holder, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. So we'll get a bit of inside track from Adam, I promise you. But before we do any of that, we always... It's the law, basically. It's its a statute. It's on the statute books in Parliament that in the Chelsea Fancast preview show, when we preview the match, Chidge has to start with his team selection. Isn't that right, JK? I love this part of the show, Chidge. I love it. But yes. Okay, I'm just discerning whether I really believe you or you're being disingenuous. I've said this all season. Oh no, everybody, look at this little face. <laughs> what am I? Look, everybody, look, look. Oh, good God! Right, okay, here we go. Do you know what? I, I, mean, I have to say, mate, I got, I got the uh, the Leicester game pretty much bang on. I think there was one, one. Ch- well, I think I said Aspie and not Chaloba, didn't I? Other than that, it was absolutely on the money. So. I, I, I took a bit of credit there. Anyway, it's not much different uh, against uh, Watford, actually. Um, although I'm going to save, I'm going to save, I'm going to go in reverse order today. But uh, I am going, well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I mean, Havertz is clearly now available, so I might have screwed up here. I've said Lukaku, Pulisic and Mount again. But actually, I'm thinking it could quite easily be Havertz, Mount and Ziyech, actually. Uh, because Pulisic, I thought, just wasn't good enough on against Leicester. Uh, neither was Lukaku really, although they both they don't they, neither of them play badly, but I just don't think they play well enough. Uh, Mount was obviously missing. That was my other thing that I got wrong uh, for the Leicester match, by the way. I think Mount comes back unless there's something wrong with him, and maybe Havertz will come in. But I've gone for Pulisic, Lukaku, and Mount across the middle. I've gone for Alonso. Uh, I think Kante will be rested. I think Kovacic is out and deserves to be out if you see what I mean, because he needs to rest up that ankle. So Loftus-Cheek starts, Jorginho, because I don't think there are any other choices, and I don't think he's going to flood the whole side with youth or bit players, actually. Uh, and Reese james on the right, and then we'll get Rudiger and Silva and Aspilicueta, and my my uh, left-field pick is Kepper in goal. I mean, basically, the the, the, the method, you know, the, the, the kind of reasoning behind all of this is that who's fit to play and actually there aren't you know we're, we're, i mean you know silver has to play because there's no there's no backup at the moment really um who's so who's fit who needs to be able to say goodbye so that'll be rudiger and aspie and alonso possibly and uh, and who deserves a rest really so that's where the confusion up up top possibly goes but i do think jk this is probably the hardest one to call all season in a season where they've always been hard to call <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I thought he'd give Kepper a go on Wednesday, if you remember, for the last two games. But he um, he clearly wanted to to win or get a result on Wednesday. So um, 
uh, he played in, but he had nothing to do, Mondi, other than pick the ball out of the net. Um, uh, yeah, Silver will play. I thought Silver was wonderful again. Didn't you think, Silver? Silver, what a player he is. Shrugs his shoulders. Some of those passes that he played were absolutely phenomenal. And you realise how essential it is to have a, a centre-half who has the ability to pick players out. Um, because Rudiger is pretty good at doing that. We're not going to see him anymore, obviously. But n- nowhere with the same um, precision as Silva. Silva was absolutely great. I thought, you know, Chalaba um, did OK. Um, uh, I think he'll keep Chalaba in, actually, Chidge. I'm, I'm not convinced he'll play as, but I think he'll bring it as beyond, depending on how the game goes. Um, I think he'll play Kante from the beginning again. Uh, I, he just took him off after, for, just to give him a, you know, give somebody else a go, I thought. I think he'll play Kante and Jorginho. Um, Alonso will be there again. James will be there. And um, uh, I think he'll play Havertz because Lukaku, I'm sorry, stank the place out again. I mean, for goodness sake. Ah, ah, Jesus, it's just, uh, you know, he had a, uh, 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 that opportunity with the header, which he missed again. For goodness sake, what do you pay £97 million for? It's, it's absolutely atrocious. You know, we're in we're in world of of idiot striker here now. We've got we've been sold a complete pup. You know, it's Higwain. I'd prefer to play Higwain than him. No, come on, Pigwain, no way. I, I would, I would, I would. At least he no. had, you know, occasionally controlled the ball and shot and scored. He I'm was sorry. awful, man. He was. Hey, why hey, did we, we call, why did we call him Pigwain? He was fat. I never called him Pigwain. I did. I know. I called him Haywain because I was being oh. constable. Well, I think you are hey. being a bit of a constable, mate, to be honest. I was being very constable, yeah. That, yeah. But Pulisic was completely awful. Zayek, bizarrely, Zayek did exactly what we've been talking about, about you know seeing the goal and shooting. Yeah. It was absolutely bizarre. I don't Every mind single that. Time he got I don't the ball. mind No, I, I didn't mind it. mind it at all. I didn't mind it at all. The trouble is, is it, it deflects off and goes, you know, and yeah, they get yeah, attacked. But, but no, but that was, that was something that I found very refreshing, that he had a, he had a dip and I would keep on with him. He'll play. I, I would. I would have Zayek, um, uh, Havertz, and uh, and Mason. Yeah. And James was immaculate again. James did a wonderful turn on one occasion. All he did was turn to play two players out. James is is a great for the future. James, without any shadow of a doubt, for me. Um, it's just a question of how we can get a team together next year that can uh, compete. And I think we all must be prepared next year for um, not not being as um, competitive as we have been, but as it is, is a, it's a, it's a route forward. Um, uh, but yeah, so I would disagree on those levels. I think it'll be, uh, it'll be Chalabar. It'll be Rudiger Silva. It'll be Kepa. Uh, uh, not Ke- It'll be Kepa. It'll be Kante and Jorginho. Uh, he will play Alonso. He'll play James, but he'll play Havertz, Zayek and Mount. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Martin and Adam, Martin, what do you reckon? Not sh- oh, just chuck a bag of fucking scrabble tiles up in the air yeah. for for all I care. Um, don't really see any benefit to silver playing, but if they want to, well, apart from who else? You uh, apart play? from what? Well, uh, well, I was going to say Christensen to be facetious, oh, he, but he, he won't you know, Ch- oh, you know, they could play Chalaber as sweeper and a spill of quite a Rudiger either yeah. side. Um, depends whether they want to, you know, Rudiger to come or off his cheek. Like... Oh fucking hell! <laughs> Let him, just pick a position and let him get good at it. All this trying to play him up front, sweeper, let him play in a position he excelled at coming through and see how he goes because it's not this none of that helps him. You know, he's got he's got to make some of it himself, but 
you know, having your position altered so frequently um, can't help either. Um, I agree with you on the Kepa shout, although Bettinelli, if, if you have a sense of humour, put him in. Um, <laughs> do, do we want to say goodbye to Sal just to make sure he's going back? Um, oh, harsh, harsh, but yes. I, you know, we... You know, he, we we loaned him, and the poor fucker had bits hanging off him because he'd been playing under Diego Simeone for however many years. I fear the same might be happening to Kante. I hope it's not that serious. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see a few of the, you know, one or two of the youth products get in, but a I can't remember their names, and b I don't know how they'd fit in. You know, ten fifteen minutes at the end, just Vale. To, yeah, well, Suter, Vale, Belflag against Brentford, Lewis Webster. Hall. Webster's quite a good player. No idea who Webster is. I remember Lewis Hall playing. He was he was an Alice Field. Webster oh, was an Alice okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's the 21st century after all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, so, um, yeah, I mean, lots of them get minutes, but we need to make the game safe first and we can't we can't really be dicking around. Um, I know there's nothing technically riding on the game, but if I look at the league table... Um, we are. We only have. Tw- we have twenty wins. Tottenham and Arsenal have twenty-one. I'd like to at least be level with one of those, even though it would be amusing finished above them, but having less wins. Yeah, but that that really pisses me off, as I've been saying for weeks. Um, too many draws, mate. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Just exactly too many that. draws. Exactly that. We're, we're in double figures compared to the rest know, of the top five. That's all we need to know. know. Um, Adam, what what say you on the selection? You're a bit closer to it than my mad kind of fantasies, really, aren't you? Yeah, and I have zero idea. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Tuchel wops to play a couple of of the sort of senior pros that have been around the squad for a long time, like Saul, because he tends to like to reward good pros. Um, let's not forget that Emerson played in the opening day of the season, because why not? Um, we still own Emerson. No, he's, he's at uh, Leon. He's at Leon online. Oh, that's right. No, he went. He, no, I meant he got he got sold, didn't he? He wasn't. Uh, no, 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 he's a lone is what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember that because I think Tammy was on the bench that day and didn't get on before he left. And uh, Emerson got a few minutes. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple of those guys maybe get a run out. Um, I'm not really sure about Kepper. Yes, it would seemingly worth it. Uh, Tuchel, uh, I asked Tuchel about Kepa actually uh, in the pre-match press conference that took place last night. Um, and he sort of accepted that Kepa wouldn't, obviously isn't going to be happy as in this role. Um, and that, you know, he's good enough to be a number one somewhere. So, uh, so you yeah, might see movement on that this summer. Um, but yeah, I, why not, Chidge? Why not go with your team? See what happens. Okay, well, stranger things have happened. Uh, I haven't got many right this season, it has to be said. Um what I would say, though, um, and Adam will have some inside info on this. I mean, Watford are woeful. Absolutely woeful. Uh, there's a reason why they've been relegated already. It's because they're woeful, as I said. Um, I mean, there's some brilliant stats here, actually, that kind of bear this out. Uh, Chelsea have never lost the Premier League home game against Watford. Uh, they've won six and draw one. Um, Watford uh, have actually been quite quite good on the road, but... Uh, uh, they've just had three losses. Two of them, I think, they've been walloped five-one, haven't they? Well, I think actually the five-one loss was at home, even even worse to Leicester. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they it, you know, what does it, what does it say here? 
They've conceded an all-time Premier League high of 46 home goals in a single campaign. That's 2.42 on average. In contrast to the 29 they're conceding away so far, 1.62 on average. So they are slightly better away. Um, so, I mean, you know, the thing is, Adam, we should stuff them out of sight. Um, how realistic is it? What does your brother know? And how is he? I mean, he must be fed up to the back teeth, I would have thought. My brother is uh, someone who's followed Watford around the country uh, a lot over the last few years, but has stopped going at the moment. Uh, is not going to be there on Sunday, which I'm disappointed about. Um, partly because up until he was about eight, he used to support Chelsea, and I had great visions of us going to games. And then uh, he started going to Watford, and I lost him. So, um, so it would have been nice. Uh, but yeah, Watford are fundamentally really bad at football, and so Chelsea should beat them quite comfortably. Uh, very coincidentally, since they've officially been relegated, a lot of their good players have injuries. Um, so I think they've got nine players out potentially for the weekend. So is Myla Saar is uh, is injured apparently. So is Emmanuel Dennis, Cucho Hernandez. I mean, anyone with a bit of talent has has you know very strangely been struck down by injury um the last couple of games so so yeah Chelsea should walk this and it should be quite comfortable and it should be the perfect sort of game really to sign off and send everybody home uh, or everybody into the summer in, in good spirits so so yeah if, very quickly how does your brother feel about the new guy coming in his manager Rob Edwards so he had a good done a good job at Forest Green and then jumped ship and caused an absolute shit storm by all accounts Yes, uh, I actually haven't spoken about that, um, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, it's been such a dismal season for Watford and what was working for them under the puzzle ownership at the very start, um, sort of 10 years ago now, which is actually when I was working for the local paper here, uh, is no longer working for them. Uh, the hiring and firing is is started to really not work, which, you know, it did work for them for a while. It, you know, they, they stayed up in Premier League for five years I think it was which for a club of Watford size was very much punching above their weight um, but yeah it all seems to have sort of collapsed in on itself a bit and uh, I think they do envisage it being a sort of fresh start under Rob Edwards and maybe not a, a sort of straight bounce back up actually because there is there's a lot of players who are expected to leave um, and they are going to have to sort of refresh that squad in quite a dramatic way this summer which uh which they can do, and they've done it before. They have the link to Udinese still, so they can do it. Um, but whether or not they're going to sort of continue down that approach, I'm not sure at this stage. Well, Brentford kind of took their excuse away as well, and and Fulham's because they they were just like ping ponging between the divisions, and then Brentford got up and stayed up by sticking to their guns, whereas Watford and Fulham, in my view, just seem to change everything wholesale didn't keep the continuity that got them up and struggled. Yeah. It's like, but, but, sorry, sorry, Anne, sorry. Well, something very interesting about Watford is, you know, they do burn through head coaches under the posos they have done for a long time. Um, I was told by uh, by someone who should know uh, that last season, it was about February time and Watford weren't looking like they were going to bounce straight back up until the players had a meeting and essentially decided, we need to take this upon ourselves, lads. We're more than good enough here. And then they went on a mad run and, and got promoted. Um, and I was surprised to an extent that they stuck with their head coach because he was very inexperienced. Um, that was the Spanish guy, Zisco Munoz? Or... Yeah, and he lasted. Yeah, because I'm surprised I could name a Watford coach. It's like a quiz. Can you name the last 10? And people go, uh... I'm amazed, mate. JK? It just was that any club that appoints Ranieri as their manager has really lost the plot completely. 
which of course yeah. they did. He's absolutely dreadful. You know, and even the season that he won with Leicester City, he was aid, aided by Craig Shakespeare, and they all the all the players apparently had a meeting to say, um, "Could you not alter it because we're doing quite well?" Because Pearson had been so, so good at the end of the season, the season before. But he, you know, he 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 managed Fulham last year, and they went down. And he, they, why bring him in? What were well, the man with a record of all that? Everything he touches falls apart. So what on earth did they do that for? Because they actually played pretty competently early on in the season, Watford. And uh, um, I, I didn't see them as being the, the club that would go, one of the clubs who would go down. They, were, they gave us a very good game away, indeed. I know we didn't play at our best that night, but um, they were very, very competitive. Uh, and that Jack Dennis was excellent, really excellent player. And there's that match against, said, against Everton, wasn't there, away when they, that was quite a remarkable yeah. match, I seem to recall. Manuel Dennis had an obviously brilliant first half of the season. Um, and yeah. then there were issues around him going to AFCON. Um, and essentially, Watford stopped him yeah. going on. And since then, he's not been as good. He's been uh, sulking? I can make your own conclusions. Yeah, all right. I'm talking but to yeah. Matt. Sorry, go on, Adam. Go on. They've been absolutely god-awful at home. I yeah. think they lost one in a row. To yeah. such an extent that one of my brother's mates, who has a season ticket as well, it's still going every week, but just stays in the concourse and yeah. chats for the 90 minutes. He doesn't even go to see it anymore. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, we talked about managers a second ago. And, of course, they've got Roy Hodgson at, at the moment. And it's his, It's apparently his last ever game, which is uh, quite noteworthy. Um, it's also noteworthy that he's only won five times in his very long career against Chelsea. And the only away victory against Chelsea when he was a manager came way back in 1997 98 and I'm trying to think who that might have been Jonathan who would it be manager of them Blackburn yeah it would be Blackburn yeah yeah good point yeah Blackburn yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it wasn't it wasn't Fulham it wasn't Liverpool no yeah. no exactly so uh Roy doesn't do very well against us uh but what what do you think about Hodgson I mean I think it's quite I I, I have to say I think anybody who wants to be a football manager at the age of 74 must be certifiable with the level of aggravation and stress that they must get. And it was interesting, actually, because Tuchel was asked this, wasn't he, in the presser? And I have to say, I loved his response. Yes, he essentially said, I wouldn't be surprised if I was still doing this at the same age, which astounds me, really, when you think of the money that top-level coaches get paid, and I guess shows the love that Tuchel has, genuine love Tuchel has for football. Yeah. Um, it is probably quite important to remember this. He isn't a guy who had, you know, a long and storied and successful playing career. He, he retired very early. He's been a, a youth coach. He's done a lot of miles to get to this point. And I guess you only do that if you do have a genuine passion for coaching and a genuine love for football. So, yeah, I mean, 74-year-old Thomas Tuchel, I'd still, I'd love to, oh, well, I'd love to see what that is like if he is still coaching. I'd love to see if he's still as animated as he is in the touch. I don't know if he's maybe chilled out a bit at that point. Many more languages as he learnt. It must be um, great joy, though, for him to be able to influence a game tactically by taking a, two players off or moving somebody around or playing in a very specific way that, that um, wins games. It, it's... It's uh, I like cricket captaincy enormously, and there's a there's a chess like feel to that of just placing fielders in a position where you analyse how the batsman is playing, and you stop them from scoring, or you get them out, or you ask the bowler. The bowler has to be be sufficiently good to to put the ball in the right place. But it, it is um, uh, there's a, a, a if if you if you like control, 
if you want to be in control, it's a very uh, addictive job being a manager, being in control, particularly when um, uh, everybody is playing um, up to speed, really, and it's working. You can see why he gets so um, animated on the touchline when things don't work out the way he wants them to be. And it, it's there was a wonderful moment when um, um, uh, Madison um, um, scored for, for Leicester and uh, he just stood there on the touchline. And if you noticed, Adam, with his arms out wide for yeah. several several seconds. Why? As it, as it, yeah. Why? What, what the fuck was that? Amazing. I was doing Absolutely. much the same, JK, Fantastic. up in gate 17. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that was, he shouted before he did that across pit, Marcos, and then just stuck his arms yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly that. And, and by the way, that chap, um, what's his name, Dunsford Hall, was really good, really good player for them. Yeah. He's apparently, the, there was a Leicester fan behind me, he said he was a, been the best player this either with Madison got player of the year, but he's he's been absolutely excellent for Leicester. Yeah. So it was, it was an interesting to see. Um, uh, they've got quite a decent sort of um, conveyor belt, Leicester. They get decent players in. I think the manager doesn't make them perform as well as uh, Tuchel would. But um, but yes. Um, <clears throat> can I just ask you a question, Adam? Just going deflecting slightly. Would you um, would you keep Lukaku? Um. No, I'm very <laughs> on the fence in that. To be honest, because um, I think we may have him. He may stay just for out of you know the, the contract's been. It won't depends how they see it. Well, it, it, it'd be interesting to see whether Bowley is like as a as the Dodgers manager. If somebody's bought been bought and doesn't perform up to their level, does he give them another chance or does he get rid of them? I'm, uh, is he is he um, ruthless? Is he a ruthless? Well, it wouldn't um, be him making owner. the decisions in at the Dodgers that there'll be like a GM underneath him. So it's who yeah. he puts in that equivalent position at Chelsea. If, so I'll just answer your question. Yeah, but he, he must have he must have a, 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 an ability because he's a football fan. He must have an ability. He'd be a baseball fan. He must have a say, though. Surely. I think. I think so. I think Only he'd be if more, we're going maybe, to be fucked, I think is the answer to that. But anyway, go on, Martin. Sorry. Maybe I think he'd be more likely to defer on that. Yeah. I think you. Ha- I think you have to. You know be a little bit humble and let the experts sports yeah. people make that decision we've been down to that an- road with the last to, to 19 an- years to answer your question i would keep lukaku but i would listen to offers on timo Werner. Mm. fair enough anyway back to the chelsea watford preview after that short interlude um this was doing the rounds in the pub last night this idea martin will remember um how how were how were I mean because actually people were well, I'll tell you what they were saying in a minute but how how relieved Martin uh, are we generally and are you that this is the final match of the season and I and I will say what I was going to say which is that the consensus in the pub last night was that we couldn't wait for it to end we wished it had ended you know in a sense after the Liverpool match or even before it's just been it's just there's been something really just I don't know I can't even find the word it's terminable in what interminable yeah but i think it's something that sapped the lifeblood out of us in the last it's the sanctions that's done it i think it's it's done us done us all in really but would you say would you i mean can can you not wait for the season to end are you glad it's the final match i Me think plus, yeah very much so yeah martin um yeah. <laughs> i couldn't give a fuck really it's not it's not the it's not the matches that are causing the sapping of energy it's the relentless reporting and dooms Doom's fucking saying about the takeover. Yeah. 
I mean, earlier this week, it was, oh, it's in doubt, it's in doubt. And then 12 hours later, no, they've reached an agreement and it will go through. Stop treating it like a transfer rumour. My moment of, you know, thank God it's over will be once everything's signed, sealed and delivered on this takeover. So you can keep playing as many games as you like until then, until that's sorted, that miasma that surrounds everything is going to be there. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks that will be resolved and we can, you know, get back to being a football club again rather than a government toy. Yeah, that's a very good point. What about what about you, Adam? You've got a slightly different perspective as a journo, but uh, what what say you? Are you relieved? Is there a sense of is there, has there been a sense of gloom since the sanctions, and it's was just want to like move on to next year and forget about it? A little bit, a little bit. Obviously, with the, with the takeover, it's made the the job side of it incredibly stressful and busy. Um, but I've loved in terms of this being my first full season as a reporter, I've been to what a season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this happens. Like when I covered Watford, they did a lot of stuff. And even when I covered Barnet, anyway. Um it's you. You're the you're No Barnet Barnet are still a shit show. Yeah, I know, yeah. I could have a turn when I covered them, so that was fun. Um but from a reporter perspective, it has been a long season. There's been a lot of travelling. Obviously, now press conferences are no longer on Zoom, which is far, far better from a reporting perspective. But it does mean getting to Cobham twice a week, and it's not the most accessible place to go. Um, so it's been a lot of travelling, a lot of games, a lot of work. Um, and I will look forward to having weekends where I don't have to disappear on my wife and, and three-year-old uh, one out of every every two days. That being said, give it a couple of weeks, and I'll be like, okay, I'm ready for the matches to come back now. Yeah, because yeah. we've got a transfer window and that's not exactly any more relaxing, but is also full of absolute nonsense a lot of the time that you have to wade through. So, mm. so yeah, give it two weeks and I'll be desperate for the matches to come back. Yeah. Do you think you might get to the States for the summer tour? Hoping to, mm. hoping to. Yeah. It's, it's more what happens with the World Cup as well? Because that's going to break the season, next season up. So, yeah, that'd be interesting, actually. Probably mean I'd get quite a relaxing December, which is usually really busy. So. Unless you unless you end up reporting on World Cup games from a Chelsea perspective. Oh, I'm sure I will be, but I'm not. I, I, the look I'm, on your face, went, oh shit, I haven't <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> down to go to Dubai or uh, sorry, um, Qatar. So, so yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I can handle that. If I'm not away from my family for a month, that'll probably be quite a stretch and, and a hard one to reason while my wife to disappear for four weeks yeah well, i'd imagine you only you'd only be watching on a tv but <laughs> yeah yeah we'll I'm, see I'm, i'll enjoy it because i'm not that sort of emotionally involved with england so no. i'll enjoy it from a purely football perspective yeah. rather than uh, well, i'm proud to say the republic of ireland led led the boycott of qatar by yeah. completely arsing up the qualification in the first game not for the first time um no nah. JK, I mean, we, we, I think you, you, you did say that you, well, did you say that you, you're relieved to see it all, all, all finish? Yeah, you did. Yes. You? Um, the other thing, of course, I mean, you know, there's two things that struck, strike me actually, because of course the end, I mean, you know, the last match of the season is, is a match most people kind of really want to go to. I mean, I'm no exception there. And of course, we get these kind of, I mean, you know, quite often it's been a massive celebration. I think I have very happy memories of last matches of the season. This will be a little bit different, and I think the reason for that. Uh, is because really this is an end of an era. This is the last match. This will be the last match of the Roman Abramovich era. So I think it will be tinged with a little bit of sadness for me uh, and certainly noteworthy for that. 
not only that, I think um, losing two finals, which is a great feat to have got to two finals at Wembley by, on penalties uh, against Liverpool, is is a very um, uh, it's it's a sickening. it's a blow. It's a blow. Sickening. Yeah, it's ab- absolutely sickening. Yeah. And if even if one tries to do what, what Tommy T said, it, it's a great um, achievement to do that. Nonetheless, it's bitterly disappointing. And um, I think if it had been uh, a club hitting above their weight, then we would be. This would be a celebration. But it's Chelsea, and it's Chelsea in um, under Abramovich, where they've been hugely successful. So um, uh, that might be reflected in the uh, in the element of the of of the wake that takes place. I wouldn't be surprised to see um, it all being a bit limp. Actually, um, I would hope not. I would hope not. In fact, I, 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 I'm, I'm being unfair on most Chelsea supporters. I think people will be very, um, uh, very keen to applaud the efforts that have been made. And I think Rudiger will will have a, um, a a fine send off actually because he's been much loved, as as was um, manifested by the the letter that he sent to the fans, um, oh. and the, and the fact that the um, uh, the number of times. Um, at Leeds where he just strolled over to the touchline and was serenaded by the by the fans which was absolutely gorgeous and he was slightly embarrassed by the whole experience and did a mini clap at, uh, and because they're all going Rudy, Rudy and the love that everybody has for him he's, he's become very much in, a, in Chelsea hearts and to see him go actually is going to be a big um, it's going to be a big uh, rift in our in our um, in our psyche because he's he's become uh, I think if he'd stayed for another four years, he'd have been uh, absolutely a legend, completely a legend. How many but, shots do you envisage him taking from 20, 30 yards in this game? Quite a lot. That would be worth a bet, actually. <laughs> that would be worth a bet. Martin, oh. Martin, you wanted to come in. There is one thing we need to be aware of, and I hope this will liven up all fans at the ground on Sunday. Um, it is also the last game of that insufferable, narcissistic prick, Mike Dean. Oh, yes. yes. So um, if we aren't calling him a wanker mm-hmm. at least once in the game... And I, can I think worse that, than that. I, worse I, yeah, than I, that. I'm not going to repeat them on here because... It uses very, very rude words. Yes. Gareth, that's all I'll say. He's always, um, been, he's always been one. He's always been a Gareth. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, he will, you know, if you want to talk about bets, get on a red card. Mm, that's a good, that's a not a bad bad shout either, actually. I forgot about it. it was Dean and it's his last match. I mean, one thing I think would be a nice touch, you know, given that we don't have a, cha- a, a title or a Champions League, well, we wouldn't have a Champions League, but a title or an FA Cup to... To, to whiz around the ground we do have the super cup and the club world cup which i think they should bring out i was just thinking actually what they should do it's the end of i mean i think it's more pertinent poignant that it's the end of the abramovich era an era that's brought 19 kind of proper trophies to the club if they had half a brain at the club they would go around with 19 trophies you know because i think that would be fitting you know they won't but that's what they should do because that's what the last 19 years has meant if nothing else it's meant shitloads of trophies jk is it allowed to be a celebration though of his uh, 19 years yeah, we're, we're, all, spo- we're all supposed to wear sackcloth and ashes yeah about him so you and know, i'd like that banner to be up you know the one of him in the red and the black i think that's a great banner i'd love that to be up but it won't be though no. no you know that one i mean yeah 
Yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Chelsea won those trophies. He didn't. I agree. Yeah, but, it, but it's by association, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Petro- if we were to do anything like that, the usual suspects would have a field day. I don't really give a flying fuck. I know you don't, but the club do. And I think they may want to quietly back out. I mean, I've got you know, this the day, email... the day that I give a shit about what Ian Herbert writes is the day I leave this fucking planet. Well, I, Herbert, my name, Herbert, my nature. There's others too. I mean, there's an email that's just come through from Chelsea to me, one of the rare ones that actually get through. They've probably sent it to random addresses. But um, there's it talks about, A, getting early because they're doing the... Um, player of the season presentation on the pitch because apparently the sanctions meant they couldn't hire a venue. I'm I'm sure Putin's shitting himself over that. But the other point was um, that you could go in the museum and you were able to take a photo with the um, two trophies that the women's team have won. Absolutely magnificently, I hasten to add. They've been fantastic. Why can't we do the same for the Super Cup and the Club World Cup? Indeed, until next Saturday, the Champions League trophy should be ours as well. So... I'd like to know why it is acceptable to get photos with one group of trophies, but not the other. Lord knows, Martin. But anyway, I think... Oh, Adam, sorry, mate. Go on. Last, given Martin mentioned the player of the season, who did you guys vote for? for Silva. I voted for Thiago Silva and I voted for Sam Kerr. Yeah, yeah. Same, same with me. JK? Yep. Yeah, there you go. Full house. Who did you, did you vote for anybody? Um, same too. Yeah, good. So there it's, you like, go. it's like group think here. What the fuck's going on? No, it's, just, <laughs> it's called it's called considered opinion, Martin. That's what it is. Well, the rest weren't very good. Although I will say, on seconds, Reese James, if he had stayed a little bit more fully mm. fit, I think he would have mm. he could have closed that because he. Yeah, we've yeah. seen the games where he's absolutely dominated and across multiple positions. Yeah, similar to Kovacic. I think if he'd stayed fit all season, he would have been out there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think. I still think that Silva has been the most consistent and brilliant player for us this season. And I think John, JK, JK and I were swooning over him in the middle of the season when we suddenly realised what a hell of a player. And we just we were saying how privileged we were to, to have this guy at the club and see him play. I mean, he's that good. So I hope he wins it. Um, yeah, anyway, as I was saying, I just think it would, be, it would be nice if in some way we would be able to mark the end of what has been an incredible era for Chelsea. And I, I like you were all saying, I fear that it won't happen. But... It seems to. It needs to be noted. It is an end of an era. It won't be the same again uh, from here on in. Uh, so I think I th- there'll be chance. I think there'll be some Abramovich chance. Yeah, but there are there are frequently anyway. So, but uh, there may be a mass one. Uh, yeah, but we shall see. I mean, are you going to stay for the lap of appreciation or whatever they call it? I think I will. Yes. Well, it depends. If the if all the children start coming out kicking a ball into the net, I might then leave. Actually. No, then we need to. I think it's important. I think it's. A, it, I know we all take the piss out of it, but it, it it is an opportunity to officially appreciate what what the players have done this season. And some of them are going, you know, and I think that's really. No, no, I'll, I'll de- no, no, I'll definitely be there for that. It depends. The problem is, it, the longer it goes on, the the less likely you are then to get a fizzy water when you go back into Aussies. Oh, right, right. Because the the staff will all have left, yeah. and then the and then the the um the stewards come and ask you to leave, even though you just say. Hang on, I've been outside watching the, uh, yeah. you know, the chaps give us a, a, a you know, a, a waving at us, wandering around the pitch. So. Hey ho! Anyway, listen, you know, I've just realised we haven't done we haven't done the uh, predictions and how it's going to go on Sunday. Uh, Adam, what say you? Four uh, 0 Four 0 So we're gonna it's going to be an easy easy passage. Okay, Martin. 
Uh, four two. Four I think two. they'll just there'll be a. It's the last day of the season. There's nothing riding on it. The scores could go stupid. Okay, I'm worried about that now. Uh, J.K. One one. one. No no no. <laughs> <laughs> now that's been the stock score, isn't it? I've said that now for the last few games and been correct every time. I, you must um, have got some points in the Premier League, uh, Premier League predictions thingy. No, I, I tend to what I say on the show is very different from what I write in the Premier League predictions thingy. Um, I go for mad results in the Premier, just in case I might get one right. Um, five two. Five two. Well, okay. I mean, I'm going to go three nil, and I'll tell you for why. Um, because the last two times Chelsea have played Watford at home, we have won three nil. And I mean, I know Marco said six nil on Monday, and I can understand the sense in that, but I'm going to go three nil. Uh, but we need a win for Christ's sake. I need a win. I haven't seen us win since I came back. Bloody win for God's sake. Um, you may have heard me just mention a minute ago the Prem, Prem, bloop, if I can actually speak English, the Premier League predictions. Uh, of course, it's the last it's the last weekend of that. Uh, obviously, the, the, the next, you know, the results uh, on Sunday will all be, uh, you know, contributing to whoever will win it. And I just wanted to let you know, give you a quick update on that. Uh, I mean, for most of the season, the lovely Luke Withers uh, had been on the top of the pile. And I thought he was a dead cert to walk off with us this year. But over the last month and a half, maybe, a certain Mr. Marco Worrell has uh, overtaken him and is leading the table uh, by, I mean, he's about 225, no, 230 odd ahead, which is a healthy lead to be going into the last game. I think Marco's wrapped it up and I'll be... I mean, I'd be delighted to see Marco win it because he's such a lovely bloke, but also because he's one of our own. So that would be marvellous. Uh, so sorry, Luke. And of course, James Carey, he's now usurped Luke. He's now in, in second position. Um, quick rundown of us lot. Martin's the next best of the fancasters. He's in ninth. Uh, and the next best fancaster is, I think it's Dane. Yes, there's a there's a Dane, Chidge, Kerry, Dixon sandwich right in the middle of the table. Dane is in 31st. And he's about uh, he's about fifty points ahead of me. I could get you, Dean. Dane, I could get you. There's 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 hope. And then Kerry. So D- Dane's in thirty first. I'm in thirty second. Kerry's in thirty third. Kerry's about twenty five points behind me, so he can catch me. Tony Glover's in thirty fifth. Uh, he's pretty much out of reach of me, I hope. Um, and then Mark Meehan is in thirty ninth. Uh, and then keep going down. Oh, sorry, going to have to go to the next page. It looks, there we go, go to the next page. Uh, Dean Mears is in 50 seconds, so he's only just about on, on page two. And then all the way down towards the bottom. Ah, yes, Jonathan Kidd on 70, in 72nd position. Don't humiliate me. Mate, that's an improvement on last year. You should be happy with that. No, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Canners, by the way, is uh, in 60th position. But he's been a bit rubbish about uh, being a vote. I try and hunt him down on a Friday and it's impossible. So he's missed a few weeks. So he's not doing too bad considering that, I suppose. And uh, Pat, I think, is in about 40, 40. Let me have a look. Uh, Pat's about 40 something. Where is he? Where's we Pat? Pat and his two, two one predictions for every game is in 47th. So there you go. So good luck, everybody, uh, for the last weekend of the Prem uh, Predictions League. Uh, well done to all of you for taking part. It's a real slog, actually. Uh, so it's, it takes quite a lot of uh, gumption to do it every week. Um, but it is so much fun, I have to say. And I hope you'll all join in next year and see if you can uh, 
can knock Marco off his perch because that would be, uh, you know, we need a bit of competition. But I'd be delighted to see a Chelsea fancaster win, <coughs> I have to say. So there you go. Martin, well done to you for being second so far of the fancasters. You were doing really well. You were fifth for a long I time. I think I, the highest I got was fifth, but yeah. I, was, I, was, I was really just happy to be ahead of the three ex-pros. Well, having spoken to two out of three of them for the entire season, I have to say it's not a bold claim to make. Well, that's all I'm saying. We've always been told that, you know, our opinions are different if we haven't played the game. Well, maybe not. (laughs) You know what? The other thing I would say, and I forgot about this, is that um, because you mentioned, you know, the, the person who is in fifth place is the person whose results and score going towards determining the league of the so the battle of the mini leagues right because we're a mini league and we have topped that uh, uh, in the past we're we're currently second as we have been a lot actually to the united states of dramerica and they've got 3738 3, points we've got 3611 so we're about 120 30 points behind them it's it's not impossible that we could knock them off the perch, but it's unlikely. We're not we're not far above uh, the third place team, Ollie's Buns. So, uh, Supreth, who will be listening to this show, get your finger out, mate, and score a shitload of points this weekend because I'd settle for second. I'd rather have first, but uh, that's not a bad effort from the Chelsea Fancast Mini League. Clearly, we all know our football in the league, so there you go. Anyway, I think I've waffled on for long enough. Adam needs to go and see his lovely family. Uh, Martin needs to go and eat, I suspect, like me. don't know what JK's already eaten, so I don't know what he's going to do. That was just a snack. I've got more to come. Okay, good good to hear it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Adam, as always, I mean, not just uh, for tonight, which has always been a delight to see you, but thank you so much for being such a massive part of the show. But on the Mondays, as well as the Fridays, I hasten to add, uh, in uh, in what has been your first full season for Chelsea. I mean, we're, we're just so honoured and delighted to have you on. So thank you. No, don't mention it. Thank you very much for always inviting me back on and JK for his lovely introductions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, always enjoyable um and it's you. you've been great adam you've been really great let me say really great stuff yeah and also you... actually thank you for all the support for me and the and the and the column that i have at football.london that's it's been again undeserved and, and, and much valued so thank you for that no don't mention it mate for some reason, the one on Bruce Buck did quite well this week. I can't think why. I mean, I was I was a bit worried about it because I, I tried to be really balanced. It wasn't easy. Was it legal? Uh, I really did steer away from any controversy because I didn't want to create more work for Adam and the team, frankly. Fair enough. But Scotty liked it, so that's all that mattered, really. But anyway. But no, thank you for that, Adam. I've really appreciated that all season. Uh, Martin, uh, you've been absolutely brilliant, uh, not just on here, but I, I always absolutely fan- fa- massively enjoy your company in the pub and I have done uh, throughout most of the season. So well done, you. Cheers. Thank you very much. And see you Sunday. I also, we've got a those predictions we did at the start of the season. I believe I'm defending the crown from last year. So I look forward to hearing the results of that. Okay, well, I mean, I should add, actually, because we, and I, w- I will do after I've just uh, said thank you to JK for this evening. Hello. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. I love seeing your little face twice a week. It wouldn't, life would not be the same without it, mate. Oh, how lovely. Thank you. So there you go. Well done, you. Uh, yeah, we have, a, we have a few more shows to do. We obviously, we're back on Monday because uh, um, we'll be reviewing the Watford game, obviously. And we've got, uh, we got Dane and Dan on with us, uh, with me and JK for that one. 
I've got a, I've got a preview show scheduled for next Friday, but I can't for the life of me think why, considering there's no game. If there's if there's any massive amount of news next week, then I, we'll 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 cobble a show together. But if if it's all quiet if it's all quiet on the Western Front, I think I'll give the boys a day off. Um, but we will be back a week on Monday for what, what I, a show I love to do, which is the season review show. Uh, and you know now is really good because De- uh, Dean does this massive thing where he asks us all these questions. We predict all sorts of things at the beginning of the season, and then he de- delights in telling us how completely wrong we all are uh, by the end of the season. So that will be the last show, last kind of proper show of the season. Uh, on I think it's May the thirtieth. Um, but over the summer, we will, as I said, if there's you know newsworthy stuff to talk about on a Friday uh, over the week, we'll do a preview show. But on Mondays, we're going to carry on with the uh, the 50 years of Chelsea shows. And I think we're up to about year 2000 now. So that'll be the first one. Once we've had a little break, we'll get those going and entertain you over the summer because we're very decent people. But uh, So do not go away. Don't go anywhere. We'll be around. Are we, are we going to be triggering JK about Claudio Ranieri all yeah, over again? Yeah, massively. Massively. That is the season. I think the next season we do is when Viali gets fired in September and Ranieri comes in. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that... Leicester game where it looked like they were all the put Blake's basically played the same match. Well, no, he got he, he lost. I think he lost to Bradford. Yeah. Fuck, we're, we're doing the show earlier. We I, I remember. The, I remember a, there was a league game against Leicester, but it must have been days after he got sacked, and it was just miserable. It was, and I, mean, I seem to remember only the Italians only passing to each other, the yeah. Dutch players yeah, only passing horrible, to each other. Yeah. Not fun. And Stan Collymore scored, which and made Stan it worse. Collymore scored. That's right. And funnily enough, actually talking of uh, seasons past, if you haven't already. Uh, I released a podcast yesterday uh, to, you know, commemorate the uh, 2012 Chelsea winning the Champions League. And I did a massive interview with a, a guy called Gary Thacker, who wrote, has written a brilliant book called Out of the Blue, uh, which which chronicles the... I mean, he's a journalist, so it's done in a very journalistic way. So he chronicles the entire season. It starts a little bit before from, say, I think it, Moscow he starts the story, really. Uh, and goes right up to uh, us winning the uh, Champions League in, in Munich. And it is a brilliant, brilliant book. And I, I don't often say this, but I thought the interview was fantastic. So if you haven't caught that and you want to kind of dwell in a bit of nostalgia, give that one a listen. Right, enough of us prattling on. Uh, as I said, we'll be back on Monday uh, for the main Chelsea Fancast show with JK, Dan Silver and Dane Whittle at 7pm, looking back at the final match of the season against Watford. But until then, uh, people, uh, particularly those of you in Mixler who have been with us live tonight, thanks for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue and keep it carefree and keep it Chels. Up the Chels! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 